0: Hotel Tonight partners with awesome hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms, which means you get amazing deals. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps and a swipe to book. No long, endless lists of a zillion hotel choices. Hotel Tonight only shows you the best deals at the best hotels. Perfect whether you're a planner or like to leave things to the very last minute. And with Hotel Tonight's HT Perks program, the more you book, the better the deals get. So start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels And download the Hotel Tonight app now. And now, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. All right, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. We did it! Yes! It is a great day to be a sports gambler. If you're living under a rock for the last two days, you may have missed it. But thanks to the robe warriors of the highest court in the land... This podcast is hereby legitimized. Woo! All right. Sorry, this is the most uh, on-point wedding music I can find. I wonder. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. Listen, I wonder if Prince Harry and Meghan Markle will play this at their wedding. But the fact remains: the Supreme Court ruled seven to two in favor of the state of New Jersey. I think New Jersey was laying four and a half justices, so they actually. Covered the spread, but the ban was overturned. The 50 states that make up this glorious union can now go out and pass legislation legalizing sports gambling. And have we got a show for you. We are jam-packed in this celebratory podcast. We'll have my friend and Tulane University law professor Gabe Feldman talking us through the high court's decision. He's going to spell out exactly what it means How long before we could bet on women's softball at our local movie theater kiosk? And before that, hockey legend and pony prognosticator Eddie Olchek will make us some money on this Saturday's Preakness. He hit the trifecta at the Kentucky Derby a couple weeks ago. Uh, How many people can you say you know that did that? None. The answer is none. Now you do, though, Eddie Olchek. But before that, we are going to celebrate this major victory over the VIG with my Wizards of Wagering my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas?
1: What's going on, Sal? Sal, what's happening? What's going on, buddy?
0: You know what? It's just exciting times. It really is. I'm going to shut this now before we have to pay uh, copyright (laughs) uh, money here. Royalties. All right. Uh, Listen, it took a year and a In a week, I guess. A year and a week we've been on the air here, on the Ringer. And the right people in D.C. finally listened to us, and we got it done. It's exciting. time. It really, it might seem like false enthusiasm, but I'm actually happy to be legitimized for a number of reasons. Harry, I'm going to bring you on first. I've been betting (laughs) with you, against you, for over 25 years. It's like close to 30 now. We go way back. I met you at Oswego uh, at our college upstate New York. You, I the first time I saw you, you had a stack of parlays in your hand, right?
1: Oh, I had plenty, it was plenty, sure. It was you, Friday, the class was Friday, I had, I had to collect from everybody, you know.
0: Yeah, you had to collect from everyone and dish them out on Friday. And those parlays, and this is one, one reason the legitimizing gambling and legalizing it is okay. going to be great, those stupid parlays. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but three out of three was like six to one or five to one. The odds were all so screwy. No, three out of three was like four to one, four no, to four,
1: five to one. And if you, and if you do ties, you lose. Oh,
0: the ties you lose. Uh,
1: uh, oh. <laughs> ties you win. Ties you lose. You lose like twenty percent of the wins for ties that you win. It was awful,
0: right? And every line was like three or four, and every game landed landed on three or four. And you you usually wouldn't bet. You usually would bet ties. You lose, so you just bet every parlay. We have really come a long you remember,
1: way. You remember two? Remember how that would have the two? It was two teams if it was a close spread. If it was one or two, even either, either way. Remember it was minus. It was called minus two pick. So no matter who you took, you were yeah. minus two. Yeah. And ties lose, so you really need to win by three, right? Even if you're a one point underdog, right? You're 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 stuck with being minus two.
0: Oh, and we had twenty six twenty four. We had all the twenty six <laughs> twenty four games, no matter no matter oh, what. I, yeah, it was bad. And then we got turned on to teasers, and now this is when we would have to call in. To our our book, who are the who are the bookies back then, Harry? Do you want to even mention? Uh, yeah,
1: you know, I did think of these guys. Yeah, uh, last yesterday too. Just thinking, you know, boys, we did it. Uh, we really did it. Um, uh, uh, the main guy's name was Hotter, H O T T E R. <laughs> this is great. His partner in crime was Butch, and then we had another guy we could go through if you remember, uh, Scully. The name yeah. was Scully. Scully. Yeah,
0: and uh, most of these people are dead, so I don't know why. You know, I think I think we're okay, right? We're all right mentioning them. Yeah. I will say I don't know why you said we did it, boys. What did they do? Yeah, they they screwed up. What did they? They what exactly nah, did no, they, they do? Well,
1: you know,
2: part of the the part of the brotherhood,
0: part of the brotherhood. <laughs> all right, I got. It. I remember writing because um, we'd write down our our bets oh. and tournament, and I fell in love with three team teasers as soon as I found out about them. Like you can get ten yeah. points. I can get I can get the Cowboys to beat the. Uh, to beat yeah. the 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 Titans just straight up I don't have to give 10 points <laughs> so but I remember us writing once I finally had a big one I finally had a winner I wrote uh Minnesota and Minnesota covered and Miami did not cover on a three-team teaser and they charged us for Miami do you remember this it's probably the I that I've day been. we
1: were in we were in Hotter's living room remember
0: yeah sure
1: <laughs> oh I think it we're, turned uh, into a nightmare. I mean, that could be the nicest guy. And then all of a sudden when we accused, he was dead wrong, by the way, dead wrong. His handwriting was awful and yours is impeccable. Thank you. Thank and you very much. Yet, we st- <laughs> yet he said we had, had it wrong, and he flipped out on us. That was that was awful. It was pretty yeah.
0: bad. I think we were painting his living room to try to work off the debt uh, at the time. But, um, yeah, in Miami looks nothing like the word uh, Minnesota, just uh, in case you're keeping score at home. It's about three syllables off or something like that. But uh, you,
1: you, you know, you, you, you could give everybody out there a little taste of a. Uh, you do doing great impersonation. Of, you really oh, do. I
0: don't know. What, what is it? It's not going to matter.
1: I don't know. Yeah, but, it's good,
0: though. I can't even remember. I haven't <laughs> done it in 20 years. But Parley Kid. How about you? This is a, this is great times. You no longer have to hang your head in shame. You you've been to mm-hmm. spend years now texting your parlays and from the teachers' lounge, hiding behind a water cooler. <laughs> We're the good guys now. We're the good guys. You you could be proud, right? That's true. That's true. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
3: That's
4: it's exciting. Very true.
0: brother Bry. Pretty soon, oh. your, your daughters will be able to bet lacrosse games for you in the car as you're driving them to build a bear. It only gets oh, better yeah, and better. Sure.
5: I, I, uh, I can't wait. But are we even considered degenerates anymore? Like, what? I don't know. We might have to revisit our name.
0: I think our, our individual states would have to ratify the laws first before we could shed the degenerate tag. But, yeah, you're right. <laughs> You're right. This is a. But
5: as soon as that came out, I was thinking like I should just call Gamblers Anonymous right now, <laughs> like just in advance. I really should.
0: I but, brought it up with Simmons. <laughs> like, is it going to be worse for us? Like, really, right now? Well, I'm not going to say no. how we gamble, but we it, it's pretty easy how we get we we get ours in. It's more of like the stigma attached to it. So I don't think we're going to lose more. I brought it up with Simmons. I don't think Snoop Dogg no. is is. Uh, any higher than it was in 2003 when when, uh, marijuana wasn't legalized here in California, we're going to do, we're going to get it right. We're going to, we're going to keep our heads and we're going to, we're going to win. And by the way, I have, I have done a good deal of winning. I've, I've won four in a row on this podcast. At the end of the podcast, we give our winners and it won't be at the end today. It'll be in like 10 minutes, but uh, I've won four in a row. I hit with golden state plus one and a half yesterday. Uh, we split brother Bry, you won Wh- which one are you you had Houston first quarter right
5: Yeah I had Houston first quarter uh giving uh half a point and they covered uh they covered by a half a point they uh they outscored them by one so that was fantastic 30
0: 29 I believe after the first quarter and that was looking like a game That's that what? you typically would blow I think they were up by 7 was it like 20 28 21 or something crazy and they held on at the end um Harry not not as good though, right? What did what did you have? You had golf?
1: Uh, I had golf. Um had had a couple in a row with golf, but I had Ustahazen over Grace in the matchup. <laughs> Ooste Hazen was minus one twenty. Comes out, shoots a seventy eight and day one. Yeah. I don't know. His stats were great and played there great. It was terrible. Oost makes a cut.
0: Hotter is turning in his grave right now listening to this. Uh Parley <laughs> kid. Parley kid, you lost early. You, you did it the right way. You lost like we did a podcast. It's two on- weeks
3: in a row, Sal. Mm-hmm. Before I even turned the game on, I was done with my bet. Yeah, so good for you. I had the Lightning, game one. Mm-hmm. Uh, two shots on goal in the first period. Eight after two periods. Uh, it was a disaster. I don't know what's going on with the Lightning. They've looked absolutely terrible here the first two games. So I don't think right now, uh, you know, I did win a little bit on hockey in the first round, but uh, I don't think anybody can predict What's going to happen game by like game to game? I think your idea of just really, it's like a coin flip, and uh, for hockey right now, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say.
0: Maybe Eddie Olchek could help us figure it out. He's an NBC uh, hockey analyst, and he seems to have a his, his finger on the pulse with all this. But yeah, brother Brian, we talked about either flipping a coin or taking underdogs in hockey, and it's uh, yeah. I think either one would have worked out better than taking these home teams that just don't yeah. don't want to score. it Doesn't seem like.
5: Yeah, if you if you took the underdogs since we talked about it last week, a $100 bet for every game, I think the favorite only won one of them, so the underdogs I think would have paid out like plus 475 since mm-hmm. last week. So. Yeah. If right. People were listening.
0: Right. Great. And then if you will jump on that tonight, you'll you'll be a loser for the next 3 days, right? That's just how it's been going Probably. with these dumb with these dumb games. Uh, I want to get like. back to Golden State real quick. So, uh so they're up one nothing as of as of time of this taping. They're up one nothing. On Houston. They beat them up pretty good yesterday and they are now to win the NBA title minus 400. Uh, I believe, Brother Brian, they're 550, minus 550 for the series against Houston, but minus 400. And I said like three weeks ago, I think it was three weeks ago when I said, hey, they're plus 120. That's the end of the pluses. Um, And then they were like minus 120 and minus 140 and minus 160. And now, with seven games still left, they still have to win seven games. They're minus four hundred. Was I right with the with those numbers? Is that how it like progressed over the Incredible. last three weeks?
5: Yeah, no. So I think that that has to be. I can't remember a line like that. Right, minus four hundred with one game into the conference finals. I, yeah. Do you remember? Do you recall that? I mean, I mean that's just so no. high.
0: No, I think the when I expected to see a minus four hundred when they were one up one nothing on the Celtics or Cavs. Like that, that to me makes sense. Right. That's when you boost them to the minus 400. But the point is, we love Golden State. We said, let's take Golden State. Bill Simmons, the sports guy, has emails where he sent me. He's like, save this email. We're going to wish we took Golden State. And we didn't do it. We missed the boat. But, good news, there's another boat we could jump on right now. The Captain Morgan Make Believe Riverboat Casino. That's our sponsored segment each week. The degenerate trifecta and I set sail, tackling fake gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. This weekend, the Royal Wedding. Do you guys hear about these Royal Wedding parties? It may not be as bad on the the East Coast. Have you heard about these parties? People are like no, uh, I haven't. some, some guy, our friend Gary at work. Uh, see, I think he just has weird friends. People are inviting him over. It's like a sleepover party. You get there at night. And then I think the wedding in the West coast here is at like three thirty in the morning. And these maniacs, they stay up all night and watch this. Like, it's like, like who, who would even care about this? But the riverboat casino actually does care about it. In fact, so much that they made a prop. Uh, here it is the make blue riverboat prop of the week, which Harry has a child first. Is it Prince Harry or our degenerate Harry, who may be shedding the name degenerate soon if the legalization uh, comes through? But Prince Harry favored by 18 months and three days over our degenerate Harry. Um, Well, let's start with you, Harry. Are you going to take yourself or are you going to take the prince?
1: (laughs) Well, uh, I'm going to side with the less popular Harry, so that means I will side with the prince. Oh, of the it. print. Yeah, you, you like that? Yeah, I like that. I'm side with the prints on that because, look, uh, all well and good. I don't, I'm not, I'm, what, in uh, July I'll be 47. Don't need to go down that route. A uh, little too late. But uh, things are going great with the girl. Uh, and I will just say this. The uh, hippity-dippity lately has gotten <laughs> down and dirty. Hairy, Lakey.
4: What the hell
1: is I'm still that? Still taking the prince.
4: Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nephew Kyle, you having a, a conniption back there? I don't know what we just heard you Like that, Kyle. All yeah. right. So, uh, the hippity dippity. Yeah, the hippity dippity. You're, you're. Are you saying you're active, but you're still saying Prince Harry? Uh, I'm still saying go minus to the Prince. Minus Eighteen months, three days. Yeah. Okay. Harry, right, well, let I'm me ask before yeah. we uh, get into this. How how old is this uh, girlfriend of
1: yours? Can you she's, tell us? She's forty
0: three. Oh, okay. Forty three. All right, so this is going to be tough. This is going to be tough to pull off. So, right.
1: You know, it's still, uh, but, you know. All still, right. uh,
0: Yeah, the hippity-dippity. I get it. uh, Brother <laughs> brother Bri, which way are you going on this? I think we have uh, a lot of now useful information to make our, our pick here.
5: I know, I know. Well, I was going to say, so Meghan Markle's 36, right? So <laughs> I, I think she's going to have kids pretty quick. So I, she's probably going to have a baby probably within the next year. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually going to go with Harry. I'm going to say... His current relationship falls through. He ends up marrying a 75 year old who has a son who lives at home oh, who's older than Harry. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that by that, he doesn't actually, you know, he gets a stepchild mm-hmm. before Meghan Markle. Well, he, he actually has two and a half years, I guess. If Meghan Markle has a baby in a year, he has two and a half years to get married to this 75 year old woman. Right. So.
4: Right. Okay. Yeah,
5: so let's. All right, he's going Let's with de- Harry degenerate Harry. By,
0: by the way, I'm saying there's a separate prop that Harry impregnates Meghan Markle is 175 million to one, but I don't even think <laughs> I don't even think that's worth it. Parlay, kid, which take, which which Harry are you going with?
3: Well, Sal, as uh, Brian just alluded to, uh, Miss Markle here is uh, 36, and she's probably looking to have a baby sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Ladbrokes actually has it almost even odds that she announces she's pregnant. Before the end of this year.
0: Oh, interesting. Meanwhile,
3: meanwhile, our Harry, yeah, uh, is seems to be getting serious, and good, and good for him. Mm-hmm. But while the average male Sal, produces close to three hundred million sperm per day, yeah, this might not be the case for Harry.
4: <laughs> Why not? Grew
3: up next to, well, Sal. He grew up next to a nuclear power plant. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> and later on in life, he is engaged in some very questionable. Lifestyle behavior. Okay, all so right. So, sperm count. His sperm count might be lower mm-hmm. than the actual number of hairs on his head. So, so take the beauties over the beast, <laughs> Prince Harry over Harry AAO.
0: I like it. All right. Let's see. We got a health teacher's perspective. We actually actually involve some science into the analysis there. Yeah. I'm taking the beauty over the beast. Also, um, hippity dippity aside, I am not confident that <laughs> Harry is uh, familiar with the birds and the bees and uh, actually how to get it done. And uh, uh, Parley Kid, you talked about the 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 uh, what do you call it? The power plant in Oswego. You should see their high school. There's there's nothing going on there. The, the health class basically teach you how to uh, scratch off lottery tickets without slitting your wrist. Like that's, that's the biggest concern there. And, um, I, but I do think Harry, I'm, I'm not counting it out. I like brother bride. think you will have a kid. I think uh, it won't be the traditional way. You'll be on some weird vacation in Guatemala in 2025 and you'll win it uh, in some kind of lottery. You'll win a child. And, uh, but yeah, I'm taking Prince Harry minus 18 months, Three days over Degenerate Harry. And that's another week of Captain Morgan's make-believe Riverboat Casino, perhaps our most ridiculous ever. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Hippity-dippity. All right, let's hurry hurry up. (laughs) Harry. Let's hurry it up. Uh, We have a lot going on. We have uh, Eddie Olchek waiting on the line. We have Gabe Feldman waiting on the line. Let's go over the best bets. Um, Harry, you've lost two in a row. Everyone is very excited to uh hear you lose three in a row. So just don't let anyone down. Who is it?
1: I'm going right back to the golf. Lost last week, coming right back at the AT and T, Byron Nelson. I'm taking Matt Kuchar to mm-hmm. finish in the top ten, top ten, at plus one oh five. It opened at plus one ten. Mm-hmm. Um look, I like him this this week. Uh he's 14 of 14 this year in making the cut. He has never missed this cut ever. I went back to like 2004, and he still never missed a cut here. He's uh, got three top 10s this year. And in this tournament uh, in 2011, he finished 6th. In 14th, 7th, in 2016 third 2017, last year, he finished ninth all top 10s. So give him at plus 105, Matt Kuchar, to finish in the top 10. And one other uh, little tidbit. The reason why I like it, too, is he has the same birthday as Ken.
0: Oh, as your boss, Um, Ken. Okay. All right. Well, that's important
1: when it gets down to these tournaments. I
0: thought you hated Ken. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Kuchar, top 10, plus 105. Harry, you know he threw his back out um, Sunday, right? He's
1: at 80, plus 105.
0: Too much hippity-dippity. I'm reading now. Yeah. All right. Uh, Parley Kid, you also lost last week. Redeem yourself. Who's the winner?
3: Oh, Sal. Well, Sal, can I just say one thing real quickly, Harry? Congratulations, the Phoenix Suns' first pick in the draft. Oh, Harry. wow! Way to go! You must be excited, very excited. That's your team. Way to go! And Bry, Nick's picking ninth, whatever. Yep. Of course, well, we knew no. that. We knew that was happening. Right. They're, so they're fixing That's it cool. the wrong
0: way. Congratulations to brother Bry too, who picked the Suns to uh, land in the top three. So top. that was that was a win. Top
3: three, baby. Brother Bry is way on to go, fire. Bri, we'll, we'll get to that in a he
4: second.
3: Is, he's on fire. So you know what? Speaking of that, I'm the opposite right now. A little cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been playing a little safe, so I'm going to get back to my parlay playing ways with a uh, plus 450 parlay here. So it's a multi-sport parlay okay. that will take us from tomorrow evening until Saturday evening. All right. All right. So are we ready for this? All right. So, Sal, I like – I you know I love my Yankees, and uh, I'm hoping for a victory tonight. But, Sal, they're facing uh, – Scherzer tomorrow, and I really think this guy, uh, he's on fire right now. He's 7-1, best pitcher in baseball. I think he's going to neutralize the big bats of the Yankees. Uh, minus 165, I like them at the first leg of my parlay. And then so my second part of that parlay, I like the Rockets tomorrow night. Golden State's winning this series. This might be the only chance the Rockets have to win is this game, two? You know, the Rockets talked a big game. They wanted Golden State. Bring them on, bring them on. They laid an egg the other night. This has to be redemption time. If not, what a waste of a season this has been for them. So add the Rockets at minus 115. Then Sal would jump into this Preakness on Saturday. Justified Sal. It's an eight-horse race. This, this horse can run its B-graded race, and it's still going to win this race at minus 225. Sal, it's my favorite horse since 2004. You remember Smarty Jones?
4: Sure, yeah.
3: I Well, I like Birdstone, and Birdstone won the Belmont, 35-1. Okay. to 1. Brian, you remember that? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then we're going to also include Usman over Maya and, and uh, the UFC. Maya's old. Maya, I should say. He's old. He's past his prime. Usman is a, an up-and-comer. Uh, really like him. Great wrestler. Uh, I think he wins this fight pretty easy. So, so you add those four up, uh, that's minus 380, so he's a, quite a favorite there. But add them up. It's a plus 450 parlay. I'm back to my ways, uh, letting it fly. Letting it fly. All
0: right. You're going against your Yankees, going with Scherzer tomorrow or yeah, de- you know, depending on when you want really to see I never really do that, but. Rockets, justify. If you could throw that horse onto the parlay, uh, do that. And Usman over and Maya. All right. I was able to do it on Sportsbook. Yeah. There you go. All right. Sportsbook.com. We'll take that. We'll take that bet. Plus 450. All right. Brother Bry, uh, I don't know what to say because it, it I I think you might just have one in a row um, on on this podcast but you are lighting it up there in the week you're betting uh overs in lacrosse I wasn't joking earlier on you're you're hitting these half times you're betting quarters second halves you're doing it all you're winning the close ones
5: Yeah I'll say yeah I've, I I've some stretch especially this last week but the last few weeks is some stretch hitting pretty much everything in lacrosse. I'm hitting, getting lucky on a bunch of them. I had UMass getting two and a half goals. They uh, cut it to two with like 18 seconds left. I had Georgetown. I had the overs. I hit every UFC fight. Yeah, I had Phoenix top three tonight, although that was that was an easy one. You guys should have jumped on that one with me. I but uh, on the pod, though, I have hit two in a row. Oh, you have two, right. I have right. two in a row. Okay. So I'm a, I'm, Make it I'm, three. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of on, I'm on fire at the moment, but... So last week I had, or this past week, which was yesterday's game, I had the Rockets minus half first quarter. So I'm mm-hmm. sticking with that again. There's not a lot of options so far, but I'm going back with that. So I'm going to take the Rockets minus one first quarter, which is minus 120 in game two tomorrow night. So you got to get that one in. Got to get that one in early. But if the Rockets have any chance of making this any type of series at all, they need to come out big tomorrow, take a early, a very big early lead. And again, I, I think I said last week the Rockets are a great first quarter team. The Warriors, so so. So look for them. You know, the, one I think that's really low. Although I know for the game it's one. And again, I don't know if the Rockets are going to win this game, but I think they come out firing early. Uh, and I uh, I think that one's easy. All two right. two games in a row.
0: I'll do you one better. I hope it's better. I don't know. Parlay kid has them. You have them for the first quarter. Win number five in a row for me. I'm hoping. The Houston Rockets minus one for the game over Golden State. And, like, listen, we watched it. Game one was weird. The Warriors dominated. There's no question about it. But the number one seed has their back against the wall. This is an absolute must win. And game one, Harden and Capella, I think, were the only two players to shoot over 50%. (laughs) Things are going to have to change. Clay was wide open the whole game. That can't happen again. Chris Paul, he'll step it up like he did last round. Uh, He he can't play average for them to win. Mike D'Antoni makes some adjustments. More importantly, the refs make some adjustments, all right? No isolation on KD, no one-on-one matchups. I I pick Golden State in five. I'm sticking to it. But Wednesday night is Houston's game. I like them to win. Minus one. They take it to the Warriors. Must win 109-97. The Houston Rockets win, and then, then they lose the last three. And that will be... Win number five in a row for me. All right, fellas. I gotta get you gotta get rid of you. We have too many, too many guests coming up. Tell me, Brother Bri, where can people find you on Twitter?
5: I'm at the Brother Bry, and I can't wait to hear if Harry gets his right this week.
0: <laughs> Harry, go ahead. He's teeing
1: you up.
5: I wrote it down four times. Uh, I'm at A A O Harry. All right,
0: good. <laughs> Hippity Dippity Harry at AO Harry. All right. And uh Parlay Kid.
3: I'm at the Chalk Talker, Sal.
0: All right, guys. It's good talking to you. Congratulations. We're legal. <laughs> we can go out and uh, we can plant our parlay trees in the backyard. We're all set. And <laughs> coming up, don't go anywhere, Eddie Olchek Olcpre- on the line. All right, welcome back to Against <nieuwe music> All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm very excited about our next guest, a legendary hockey player, NHL coach, hockey analyst for NBC, and now he's the go-to guy when it comes to pony prognostication. He picked a trifecta a couple weeks back. That is hard to do. It's going to help us cash in on the Preakness at Pimlico Racetrack in Maryland this Saturday. Eddie Olchek is here. Eddie, what's happening, man?
2: How are you, Sal? How you doing, pal?
0: Well, I'm going to ask you, first of all, before we get to all this nonsense, how are you feeling?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm on the right side of the grass, that's for sure, uh, the last uh, the last eight months has been uh, it's been a battle for me and my family I was diagnosed uh, back on August the 4th at 7.07 p.m uh, with stage three colon cancer and they recommended uh, six months of uh, chemotherapy and uh, my first chemo treatment was on September 11th and took 48 hours of chemo and uh, the first three treatments were uh, were pretty brutal and uh, there were plenty of times there I just didn't want to live like that anymore with all the side effects. And my wife of almost 30 years uh, coming up in August, uh, grabbed me by the short hairs and said, fight for me, fight for her kids and fight for people that love you. And, uh, she set me straight, which is probably about the 10,000 times she's done that over 30 <laughs> years of marriage. But, uh, I got lucky, uh, back on March the, uh, 14th, I got a call from my oncologist and said that, uh, that I was cancer free. And uh, I feel like the Beautiful. luckiest guy in the world. And, and kind of my mission now is to tell people my story without being overbearing and, and hopefully uh, keep people away from this horrible disease. And you know, one day I just woke up in J- towards the end of July and I couldn't go to the bathroom. And next thing you know, I'm having a six hour surgery. Four days later, removing a tumor the size of my fist and 14 mm. inches of my colon. And there's no family history of colon cancer, and you know I I didn't have any signs or anything like that. So for me, uh, I want to make sure to let people know to go see a doctor. And if you don't feel well, it's okay to raise your hand and make sure you're getting in there for your you know your checkups and for specifically colon a colonoscopy. It's okay to get it done yeah. a little bit earlier than what they recommend because they said to me, if I would have had my colonoscopy when I was 45. I wouldn't have been able to stay away from having to go through six months of hell with uh, the chemotherapy. So, uh, I'm back, I'm doing hockey, I'm doing horse racing and it's the best medicine I've had in a long, long time. So I'm very thankful and uh, appreciative of all the support I've gotten because I couldn't have done it by myself.
0: Well, good for you, man. You're, you're not overbearing at all. You're very inspirational. And, uh, and let me tell you, I saw you on mother's day. You look great. You look, uh, like you're, oh, you're you. like you're about to shoot a, a shampoo commercial or something like really. <laughs> I
2: it, it, Well, I'm, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to keep, I'm just trying to keep the grass on top of my head that I got. Uh, <laughs> you, and I know a guy, we all got a guy, right? We all got a guy. So I got a guy for this. I got a guy for that. And I got a guy for my hair. So I did lose a little bit of the, uh, yeah, of the locks, but uh, that's all part and parcel of it. But I appreciate it. Yeah, I put on, uh, I put on almost forty pounds during my chemo treatments with all the medicine and the steroids. And uh, actually, I knew, I knew I was expanding when I went to put on. I'm a you know guy from Chicago and was a, is a lifelong Cubs fan. So
4: mm-hmm.
2: I had a World Series championship hat from a couple of years ago, a fitted one sitting on my pool table, and I was getting ready to take my uh, my young pups, my two black Labrador sisters out for a little morning stroll during my treatments. And I went to put this fitted hat on my head and I couldn't get it on my head. I'm like, what the pasta visual, what the hell is going on? I couldn't get it on my head. And and I'm like, oh man, must be the steroids. And then I said to myself, I go, And now I know what Barry Bonds felt when he went there from Pittsburgh go. to San Francisco. <laughs> there so. you go.
0: Well, <laughs> you're looking great. You say you have a guy, you, you have a guy for okay. this and that. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to be introduced to these guys because I'm, a, I'm a little bit younger than you, and I look like shit compared to you. And I haven't, I haven't <laughs> been through anything you have. Maybe a, a few bad beats here and there, but nothing like. Uh, yeah, well, you've had to endure. Through, maybe,
2: maybe it's gotta, maybe we got to get together for a little. Uh, you a little uh, lasagna, a little homemade beat balls for my mom, and then maybe head to the racetrack. I think that's probably a good, uh, I love it. might be a good antidote to change everything up.
0: That couldn't hurt. That couldn't hurt. I will, we'll get to the Preakness in a second because you are on fire, sure. my friend, but let's talk NHL playoffs really quick. And yeah. here's what I want to see from these hockey playoffs. Tell me if you agree. A little more fire. I, I need a little more fire in these games. I want more uh, fisticuffs. We're not seeing a, a ton of gloves shoved in the faces. I want to see a little more passion from the home teams. Winnipeg scores one at home last night. Tampa Bay looked, yeah. looked lame Sunday night. Before that, the Predators and Pens got embarrassed on their home ice in uh, closeout games. What's going on? What, why do, why do yeah. I want to bet the home team so much? Is, 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 is that not the point? Should we just be betting underdogs?
2: Well, look, I think that with the way the game is now, is that every mm-hmm. rink is the same. Uh, all teams are very comfortable playing on the road. It's not like it used to be in my era where you had five or six rinks that were 15 feet shorter than a lot of rinks, a little, you know, shorter in width. It's a much different game. Now, if you got the lead back in the day, you were pretty much home free the mm-hmm. intimidation. Part of it, I think has gone out the window. So players are very comfortable uh, and it's just the way that it's bearing out right now, that road teams are having great success. What the last four games that we've had in the league, three yeah. of the four games have won, you know, have been won by road teams. Uh, and again, I just, I think it does go in cycles. I think the only, for me, I wouldn't mind in a seven game series, I wouldn't have a problem with playing six games on the road, the first six games on the road and then having that seventh game at home. Like that would be the only game that I would wow. want to, in my, in, you know, in my building. It, it really, again, it, it's, it's so, everything is, is very similar. You know, the, 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 the style of the rinks. And j- again, I just, I go to comfortability and that's all I can speak to from coaching yeah. and playing is just, it's, it's the same now. And, you know, look, sometimes it just does, it does go in cycles and the road teams have had a heck of a run so far in these playoffs. I guess
0: so. I guess so but I think you hit it on the head with the comfortability. you like, these road teams are too comfortable, so mess them up a little bit. The fans yeah, maybe no, need I'll to get it, involved I'm
2: more. i but right, the game has changed now. It's, okay. it's changed now where you just never know, because what has happened in 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 working these games in studio and, and also on site, and I'm actually in Washington getting ready for game three mm-hmm. uh, here between the Lightning and, and the Capitals, is that, what we've seen here, and in look, I don't think the commissioner of the National Hockey League, Gary Bettman, and his staff have gotten enough credit, to, because the game has the game is way faster. I think the game is way more entertaining. Yes, every once in a while you're going to get guys that are going to drop the gloves, and that's fine. Yeah, I would hate to see them ever take fighting out of hockey because I think it keeps everybody honest. But right. what I'm getting at is, is that for for the last little while, you see you see momentum swings like you've never seen before. And when you have the momentum, what do you do with it? Are you able to cash in? Are you able to put pucks up on the scoreboard? And when you don't have it, everybody says, well, we got to get it back on our side. Well, the first thing you got to do is you got to stop the momentum that's coming at you. And then once you stop it, what do you do to get it on your side? And can you take advantage? Because the games are so fast, you go long stretches without whistles. And when you have the momentum, you got to strike. And sometimes, you open up a door for somebody and they jump right through. I mean, look at where Washington is right now. They lost the first two games of the playoffs at home against Columbus. Right. And they were both close. They were both overtime games and they found a way to win a game 3 on the road and they haven't looked back since. So, you just never know when the opportunity is there and and you got to take advantage of it and these momentum swings are just they're monumental and that's why I think you're seeing, you know, less gloves in the face, less uh, you know, pushing and shoving after whistles because you don't want to be the guy that yeah. ends up turning the tide not only in that game, Sal, but also in the series. And that could the be the series. difference between winning and losing.
0: Yeah, and you said the momentum flips every night. And boy, you're right. Like before the before the conference finals, Tampa Bay was only plus one fifty to win the whole thing. And they looked like they yeah. could. They really had all the momentum. Sure. But plus one fifty with with eight Games to win yet It's it's very it's a very big favorite at that point in the year and then uh, Winnipeg had momentum and both of them lost it. So wh- who do you say who holds on who, who do you see making a comeback at this point?
2: Well, look, I mean, it is a must win for Tampa. I mean, it's the obvious, right? I mean, I guess that's why I'm on TV. (laughs) They lose the first few games at home, and now you're in D.C. and you don't want to fall down. You know, you don't don't want to go down 0-3, obviously. So I I would think that Tampa will give a heck of a push tonight uh, against the Capitals, and look, the Winnipeg, Vegas series uh, Winnipeg needs to play like they did in game one. They need to use their size. They need to use their ability to play along the boards and, 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 and and play that physical game and try to rough up Vegas. Look, I mean, what a story. If, if if the Vegas golden Knights are not the sports team of the year, and I know Loyola and sister Jean, will certainly get a few votes and, and have, you know, the big guy on their side. Uh, it's the first year, Professional sports team is seven right. wins away from winning the, a championship. I mean, that's just absolutely incredible stuff. So look, at the start of the year, full disclosure, I picked Nashville and Tampa in the Stanley Cup final. Nice. We know Nashville is out, mm-hmm. um, but I thought going into these two series, I thought Winnipeg and Tampa would find a way. Uh, but both teams, uh, you know, they're in a battle right now without question, more so for Tampa being down two nothing after losing both games at home.
0: I didn't realize it, uh, but Vegas is about to take two hits, poss- potentially. Like uh, obviously, the big Supreme Court decision uh, yeah. legalizing sports across the board—you know, depending state by state—that's not great for Nevada. And add to that, every casino slash sportsbook is holding a one hundred to one odds ticket at least one and in some cases several and some cases up to 200 to one odds tickets mm-hmm. on the Vegas nights winning this whole thing. And like you said, yeah, yeah. I root for the Mets. I grew up in long Island. And I remember my sure. dad telling me like seven years, it took them only seven years as an expansion team to win the world series. Like, wow, that's pretty cool. This this is bizarre did you think it was because these teams are coming in and they, they're just living the Vegas life and uh not ready for the game they the night before or what what do you think what how do well, you even man, explain this
2: I, look I think that during the regular season I'm sure that that happened at times but look I, I don't think that we've given them enough credit for actually yeah. how good you know that they were and that they are and it's it's no fluke I mean to give give George McPhee, the general manager and their management team, A lot of credit to be able to find some players that were on the, you know, that were available via the the draft and the the expansion draft. And and they've turned some guys in there and and they've gotten more of an opportunity. And look, when you get a goaltender like Marc Andre Fleury, who I know extremely well, I was his first coach when I coached the Pittsburgh Penguins, a guy that's won three Stanley Cups, Uh, you know, you have, if you get goaltending, you got a shot to win. If you don't get it, you have no chance to win. And he gives them a chance to win every night and it is just an amazing story. And look, I I think it's great for the league. I think it's, it's great for uh, possibilities of new owners wanting to jump in and sit there and go, Holy cow, you know, Bill Foley, the owner of the Vegas golden Knights put up his five or 600 million, whatever it was just to get into the league. And now yeah. here he is, only seven wins away from winning a Stanley Cup. Well, if they can do it, we can do it. So maybe this will be a good thing for the league and expansion moving forward. But it it really has been an amazing story, and uh, you know, can it be uh, you know can it be one of those endings? And if I'm not mistaken, weren't they didn't, weren't there some tickets sold that they were at the start of the year? They were five hundred to one. I think there were a couple of, and again, I don't know the size of the tickets, but yeah. I mean, I think there were some tickets that were that were, you know, bought at 500 to one. And it's just, uh, I mean, it's just absolutely incredible story be. and uh, what a run, what a run it has been. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They're making uh they're making up for it. They're, they're making the sh- really short odds on Vegas and when they're only really w- tied one, one now, uh, heading into game three. Right. All right. I have, I have two things to run by you and sure. uh, their questions. One of them, you're just not going to be able to answer because no one can. And, uh, it's a weird thing with me Now I've been a hockey fan forever, but, Uh, I grew up in Long Island. Like I said, I I had Islanders living on my block a little before your time, but I think Wayne Merrick, obviously you'll remember, but Wayne, I mean, before before you're playing, but I had uh, Billy Carroll live on my block, but all the Islanders, I had a root for the Islanders. But anyway, in all this time, I never understood. And please explain to me, why is the shorthanded team allowed to ice the puck?
2: To relieve relieve the pressure of the team with the extra with the extra but, man on the ice, That's but it. it's
0: their it's their fault. They they got penalized. They screwed up, and they were penalized for it. And now you're kind of evening it, it up a little by giving them this out, being able to ice the puck. It just always so would you like to see? Would you weird. like to
2: see a penalty for that, or would you like to see a whistle for that, or what? No, what just mind? a
0: whistle, just a whistle, okay. J- just like just like any icing. But I don't think they should be given this uh, advantage. Uh, during a vi- disadvantage,
2: you know. Yeah, no, I look at. I, I there are plenty of things that I put in a suggestion box of the commissioner over the course of the last ten okay. years. In my position as the That's lead analyst of on NBC, so <laughs> yeah. I, look at. I you you could sit there and say, okay, well, when Team A is on a power play right. and Team B is shorthanded and B mm-hmm. trips up somebody on the power play yeah. and the power play scores why, you know, why do we have the penalty expires, the goal goes up and then they continue to be on the power play where it even strength when there's a penalty coming and they score yes. with the extra attacker. Why yes. does the penalty, why does the guy not go in a penalty box? Right. That's so right. That's I think right. It's just, you know, I think it's, it's those, you know, unwritten rules that happen to be written. <laughs> okay. We live by them and, and, uh, but look, whatever makes the game better for me. Right. Uh, and and help sell the game is the most important thing. All
0: right. Here's what did not make the game better for me uh, last week, a couple weeks back. This is one of my worst beats of the year. I had the Penguins uh, against the Caps. Mm -hmm. Caps are home. I don't remember what game it was. I guess it was game – who started off home that series? Uh, Caps, right? No. Wait. Penguins home. Okay. So I think it was game three, right? I had the Caps. I had the Penguins plus two-and-a-half goals. The Pens uh-huh. lead three to two going into the third period. Now, at this point, I'm probably a twenty to one favorite on that specific bet, plus two and a half okay. goals. Uh, Washington evens it with um, like eleven minutes left. They go ahead with five minutes left. Uh, Pens pull the goalie. Score. They go up five, four to two with a minute nineteen left. Goalie uh-huh. stays out. They score again with six seconds left. I'm pulling my hair out. That's, that's as bad as it gets, right? Up three to two, going into the plus two and a half. Come on. Come on, Eddie. Yeah, Throw that in your suggestion box. Enough yeah, with pulling well, the goalie. Yeah, I,
2: yeah, that's where you just sit there and go what the hell am I doing, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. I, I, exactly. I relate to that on uh, on some trifectas and superfectas
4: every <laughs> once in a while. All
0: right, let's talk about that. Now, first of all, gambling being legalized, I think about it in terms of sports betting and how great it's going to be because you really just want to put in a bet over your phone and and hope and be guaranteed that you get paid when you yeah. win, right? So these right. offshore accounts, right. I talked about it with Bill Simmons. You don't want to chase down a ghost company in Antigua that owed you like $12,000. So this is good for that. Okay. You, you know, you're going to get paid eventually if, uh, if everything shakes out, what about the horse player? You, you, you can't really bet on your phone right now. Can you? Oh yeah, you can. But if you live in only in, if you live in Nevada, is that right?
2: No, no, no. You, I mean, you have. I mean, I, oh. I'm, a exp- I'm, a, I'm a big ExpressFed I'm I'm a big express guy. So you could bet off your phone all day long. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: okay. Oh. All right. So this yeah. doesn't really affect you too much, right?
2: Yeah. Well, welcome. Welcome to our world now. See. See. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> everybody it. knows how we live. Yeah.
0: Right. I don't know why. I thought you had to have an account and then you had to pick up the money. Uh, oh, okay. This is great. Maybe miss. Oh yeah.
2: Maybe no, I'm we're we're out. well ahead. Of, we're well ahead of uh, where uh, where everybody's coming into now when it comes to it. You can bet off your phone. You got an account. You're as long as your state has paramutual wagering and has right. the ADW there. You're good. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. I still
0: like uh, dropping by the OTB. And, uh, and oh, no, look,
2: at There is nothing <laughs> like getting to the track. I remember right. the days when I used to go into New York when I would get. And play for the Rangers when I would go into town and have uh-huh. to kill a couple of hours. And yeah, I'd walk in there like those other broken down horse players and stand around and watch the races and, <laughs> and make my greatest. wagers to kill a little bit of time before I had to get to work. So, oh yeah, uh, absolutely. I love those days.
0: I used to run into my teachers. One of them, Jack Mack, my business law teacher was there, and he saw me. And I said, <laughs> Jack Mack, I whispered to him, I'm like, do you have a tip? He's like, yeah, get the hell out of here and don't say you saw me <laughs>
2: And that was hey, that. hey, Sal, listen, listen to this one. So I was, I think I was 13 or 14 going to yeah. Brother Rice High School in the suburbs of Chicago. And, you know, nice. back in the day, I didn't have a backpack. I just put my books in my locker. I carry my books to class. I didn't, you know, I didn't have no bag or nothing like the kids do now. So one right. day I happened to have a marked up racing form in there because I was, you know, handicapping or whatever. And I think I happened to slide it into one of my religion books. And I got into religion. They wanted my old check. Where's your homework? I opened it up in my <laughs> my racing form fell out. And next thing you know, I had a yardstick up my yin yang, all you know, just right.
3: Uh, off. I'm like, that's you beautiful. can't
2: take that. You can't take it. He goes, you're, you're, da- you're damn right. I'm going to take it. I'm like, ah, oh, jeez." you know, and then whack again, right across the knuckles. So, I became what? a degenerate back in uh, back in high school when I was I there, love it. 14 years old. I there. love it, but
0: then the you should you should cap that story with he took your tip and won the won the trifecta for 13 yeah, no, million dollars and never opened got an anything. orphanage. Like, no? Yeah,
2: I couldn't remember <laughs> if I give many winners or not, but certainly I you know I don't think I got to yeah, I, I would have liked to know that. I probably should had a little. <laughs> I should have. had a. I should had some bigger plums to be able to ask. Well, did you right. at least make some money off my pick? <laughs> yeah.
0: By the way. uh, does it anger you that more people aren't making a bigger deal of the fact that you hit the trifecta a couple of weeks back? I would have demanded a
4: parade. I really uh, would.
2: Have. well, that's very that's very nice to. You. Yeah, I, I, you know what, I just I kind of just zeroed in on Good Magic the sixth and Justify obviously the seven, and I thought Audible could you know suck up for third. But look, it, it was the wettest Kentucky Derby ever, and uh, you just never know on that track right. and that track surface, but yeah, to give out the try and the, uh, you know, the horse that I like good magic finishing second and nine sixty to place uh, was, uh, was a nice, uh, a nice day. Hopefully there were a lot of people that were able to get down and hear my picks on TV and be able to get on their phone or whatever website yeah. they use to play, or they were at their local uh, OTB or the racetrack and uh, made a few bucks. So yeah. Hey, a dollar investment in the tri-box got you back 144 smelts, so wow. that's, a pretty good, uh, that's a pretty good return. Yeah. I don't yeah. care what market you're playing, 144 to 1 on a dollar is pretty good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah especially when it's free. Free advice. Uh, <laughs> free, thank you, Eddie Olchek. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty that's
5: good. That's I, actually, I gotta, <laughs> yeah, of course, I
2: got a couple of you know degenerate friends, and they sit there and go, yeah. Why do you tell everybody your picks on TV? Let's say, you know, save some for us. I'm going, yeah, that would be really good. Yeah. I, I like the 15, 17 and 18. And there I'm, I'm betting the five, six and seven. Come on, wake <laughs> up. My nice nice friends. I got huh? so nice friends. Yeah, I got.
0: That's it. No one's ever happy is, is the uh, lesson. All right. So what, what do we <laughs> yeah, take? Hold I don't know on real
2: quick. The, the vultures, the vultures were out on Friday because I couldn't pick my nose on Friday. But then on Saturday, I caught fire oh, really? and uh, yeah. was yeah. making uh, you know, was making a lot of money. But, you know, playing the ponies, man, it's a tough racket. But I was four for four one time early in the day, and then I went a little dry. And then obviously on the biggest stage, I was able to uh, hit the right number. So it was. Uh, we finished off the, the biggest day in horse racing on the right note, no question nice. about
0: it. That's the only way to do it. Now it's supposed to be just as wet. I'm reading um, in, in Maryland yeah, on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, about do, it. Yeah, does I, this, out, I
2: got. Some you seem depressed for the <laughs> weekend, so I don't ruin my <laughs> shoes. So yeah, so nice. But Can't get away this, from it.
0: At this point, are we just looking? Is Justify? I mean, it, it just looks like a winning horse. It really just yeah. does. And are we looking yeah. for a, a a place horse now to uh to to uh, match up with Justify?
2: Yeah. Let's see how the post positions come down tomorrow. Let's see who does. There's lots of rumors and speculations about horses in and out and the weather and whatever. But look, Justify, just to me, he's he's a man amongst boys being around him Derby week. He just looks, I mean, he's 150 pounds heavier than everybody else. He stands much taller. Mm. You, You know, it just, he just looks like a, it looks like a man compared to freshman and sophomore in college. That's the only way to really describe it. And he just looks like he's the real deal, and, and I think we're getting to the point here where Bob Baffert, the trainer of Justify, he, he, I think Bob may be right now the greatest, the greatest dirt trainer that we've ever seen. I mean, mm. he, he just he just finds a way. He finds these horses. Uh, you know, yeah, he gets lots of opportunities. But look, he you know he he won the Triple Crown a couple of years ago. He had Arrowgate. He now has Justify. Uh, he has become uh, elite as a trainer that we've that we've at least in my era, anyways. that you know, I don't know Mr. Jones, Ben Jones, or anybody like that, but mm-hmm. D. Wade Lucas would probably be the one guy that everybody would kind of you know hear that name and know the great success that he had. But yeah, Justify is looks like he's the real deal. But as you know, anytime that gate opens, you just never know. But uh, be hard pressed to not be the pick. And look, he's going to be three to five in the morning line. He's probably going to be one to five which is not my type of horse. But if you can find maybe a bomb to finish in second and you wheel them in the tries, maybe you can invest, you know, maybe $70 and turn 70 into maybe, you know, 200 and get three to one on your money, which wouldn't be bad thinking that justify, uh, you know, can't lose. But uh, we've seen those type of games and horses know that once the game or or horse uh, horse race starts, you just never know.
0: We uh, Bob Baffert actually calls the preakness the easiest of the triple Crown races to win. Do, do the other horses hear this and get pissed off?
2: <laughs> yeah, they might leave him a little present in his office every once in a while to <laughs> say, hey buddy, you know what yeah, it may be that way, but you're gonna have a tough time cleaning your shoes but right. uh, it's a little shorter than the Derby. It's a quick right. turnaround and I think that's the one thing that you know people may not realize is that for the most part these horses will never run this many races in this period of time again, like two weeks for a really good horse to to run two races in two weeks. It it won't happen. Like it just, it just not the way that they train horses nowadays. And uh, you know, Bob Baffert training justified, didn't run him as a two-year-old. It's the first time Mm -hmm. we've had a derby winner, not running as a two-year-old since, you know, the late 1800s when Apollo did it in 1892 is he doesn't hurry his horses and he manages them extremely well. And, you know, he knows because he's had great success and in, in the triple crown and obviously at the Preakness stakes in Baltimore. So for me, I'm living pretty large, Sal. I mean, I'm in, I'm in yeah. DC tonight. I get to go to uh, Baltimore for a horse racing meeting Wednesday and Thursday. Then I'll come back for game four and I'll go right yeah. back to Baltimore for our race coverage on S N Friday. And then the big network, on NBC on Saturday so I get pretty lucky United Airlines isn't going to be happy with me because I don't jump on an airplane for a few days
0: <laughs> they'll be fine they'll, they'll get over it I'm sure alright so it all depends on the uh, the poll position you think tomorrow exactly. you, yeah that'll right. be
2: tomorrow I think 5 o'clock Eastern will be the draw um, okay. for the this on saturday yeah
0: excellent i want to uh my friend harry uh claims he knows you and uh, he's going to be very upset if you don't remember him so just pretend that you do
2: okay uh,
4: sure
0: he said he took care of you at red rock uh he's a bald man oh uh, yeah little, heavy... ab-
2: little, absolutely. little harry absolutely oh. little harry little harry's not
0: so little anymore all right good yeah, good well, you do remember him
2: Little, little round, Harry. How's that? Look, You mentioned a red rock. Look, I, I've yeah. been going to Vegas. I said this actually, I had, to, I did a game, San Jose, Vegas in round two. It was my first time I was there for an NHL game. I've been going to Vegas for 35 years of my 51 mm-hmm. years on, on this earth. And uh, I've stayed enough on the strip. And then over the course of the last 10 years, I've been, stay- I, my, my, I think I, the red rock is a, the red rock resort hotel is incredible. Like it is. I love it. The people yeah. there, the T bones, the sports book, my buddy, Jason McCormick runs it there. It is a fabulous place. And I would encourage anybody that's looking for a little change is the red rock is it's a number one. I, I love the property. I love the people. Uh, My wife and I enjoy going out there for five, six days at a time. So yeah, I remember Harry, absolutely Harry. I had a, a buddy of mine, old hockey coach used to be a ticket taker there when he lived in Vegas for like five or six years. So yeah, I remember
0: Harry very well. Uh, well you made his day. He's he's going to be very excited. He's part of this podcast <laughs> actually. He's part of my Degenerate Trifecta. You'll hear in the beginning of this podcast, but uh he's he's very That's happy awesome. that uh That's that awesome. you were you were pre- you pretended to know him. That's good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um I really appreciate you coming on. I'm I'm a betting man and I'm betting on Eddie Olchek. You're a survivor and if I if I may steal from you, you're a tremendously, tremendous inspiration to a countless number of people out there.
2: I appreciate that, Sal. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Anytime you want to pop me on, when we get to the Stanley Cup finals here, you need anything, uh, you got my digits. Uh, I'd love to be able to help you out, and I look forward to meeting you in person at some point down the road. You got
0: it, buddy. Thanks. Good luck this weekend. All right, we'll be right back to talk about the Supreme Court ruling with Tulane Law professor Gabe Feldman. Let's talk about my bookie. Hey, do you think you know who's going to win the ball game tonight? Everybody does. You know what you do? Lay down some money and get in on the action at the safest online sports book in the world. MyBookie.ag offers all kinds of different wagers on major league baseball, as well as every type of sport and league in the world. When you win, you get lightning fast payouts and you could even create your own player prop wagers using their prop machine. So Check them out now and use promo code SAL and you'll get up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. Who doesn't want $1,000? If you want to experience Las Vegas-style sportsbook gambling, mybookie.ag is the only place to check out. They even have casino games like blackjack, roulette, and slots. Not to mention, you could play all these games on your cell phone, iPad, or tablet computer. MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Visit Las Vegas from your couch and try them out today. Go to MyBookie.ag and sign up with the promo code SAL, S-A-L, to ensure that you're eligible for all of their future promotions and bonuses. Once again, that's mybookie.ag. Use promo code SAL. All right, welcome back to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. We are now a totally legit podcast, thanks to those beautiful bastards in robes at the Supreme Court. The ban was overturned. I'm very excited. I don't know why I'm so excited, but here on the phone to tell us what it all means, probably the smartest guy I know. This guy is a law professor, Tulane University, actually the director of Tulane Sports Law Program, and a former Fantasy League foe, Gabe Feldman. Thanks for coming on against all odds, Gabe.
6: My pleasure. Thanks for having me on and for that introduction.
0: (laughs) You got it. Listen. I know this affects me, but more importantly, how does it affect you? Will Tulane release their stranglehold and allow you back in the sports gambling fantasy world?
6: I can hope so, but let's be clear. Sports gambling is not necessarily legal everywhere yet. That's
4: right. That's right. It's
6: just that the states have a right to legalize it. And Jersey will probably do it soon, and then some states will follow. But uh, it's it's still illegal everywhere else. Uh, and so for now, I won't be able to rejoin you in our in our many oh. fantasy and gambling leagues. But soon enough,
4: all right,
0: soon enough, it's going to happen. Now, so all right, explain the significance. So now they could take it state by state. Um, and what what happens now? So how does it work? So they'll take it state by state. And am I excited or are we? Am I correct in being excited or are we still a ways away from being able to put in a parlay while going through a Starbucks (laughs) drive-thru?
6: No, we're very excited because up until yesterday, states could not legalize it. Okay. Today, they can. And so it looks like within two and a half weeks, New Jersey will have legalized sports betting. And then a couple weeks after that, it'll be Mississippi and then another five or six states. And soon enough... Probably within the next two, three, four years, we'll have about 30 states that have legalized sports betting. And eventually, and it probably won't take that long, yes, you will be able to gamble in line at Starbucks. You'll be able to gamble in the stadium. You'll have in-game live betting. You'll have parlays. You'll have props. You'll be able to do... Everything that you do now illegally, except now it'll be legal, and you can talk about it and not worry about getting arrested.
0: Oh my God, that's the greatest! That is music to my ears. And you know, I have a, a family trip planned to New York this summer, and I'm try, trying to tell the family, like, hey, why don't we go to Jersey? Why don't, why don't uh, what's in New York? We could see the SpongeBob musical any time. Let's go to Jersey. I have Snookie and sports gambling. What? Why are we running away from this? Now, let me ask you this about the evil Orrin Hatch. He's he's trying to uh, nullify all this, or at least that's just in Utah. Am I correct?
6: Well, I don't, he, so Utah might be the only holdout. That may be the only state that doesn't eventually legalize sports betting. Hawaii could be there also. They're the two that don't have any legalized gambling at all, sports or otherwise, in those two states. Right. But what Orrin Hatch is talking about now is saying, look, we need a federal system to regulate this it's not clear exactly what he's looking at, but all the leagues, and it seems like Warren Hatch, don't want this done on a state-by-state basis because they frankly don't trust the individual states to do this. They think it doesn't make sense to have a patchwork of different laws across the country. They want the federal government to regulate it, to enforce it, to tax it, to monitor it, to make sure this is all above board, to protect the leagues, to protect the fans. So that's what it looks like Warren Hatch may be getting at. And I think that's certainly what the leagues want. The leagues, you know, they've been fighting this litigation for a while now all the while while adam silver said no we want sports gambling right. we just want it on a federal level because they don't trust mississippi to be able to monitor irregularities and betting lines to be able to say wait a minute someone's fixing a game here so i think we may end up with federal regulation but again the hope is that just makes it easier more efficient not that it stops it
0: right yeah i think it might just be easier to banish uh, hawaii and U- utah from the union Um, Or let them secede because, you know, but but God forbid they there's something interesting to do in Hawaii and Utah. Come on, step up here. These are these are states that need some fun. But now let me ask you this. How much trouble can the leagues cause with this 1% ask this this integrity
4: fee, if you will?
6: Well, the leagues are a little late because they could cause trouble when sports gambling was still illegal and the states couldn't control it. But now states can control it. So the leagues are really now asking for the fee. They can't demand the fee. And it seems pretty clear that most states are going to push back because they realize if they really want a 1% uh, fee on the handle, not on the on the hold, but on the handle, that's not going to be sustainable for these gambling operations, because it's going to cut in too much of their revenue, and then it'll probably make it too expensive to do legalized gambling, and it'll push everybody back into the black market. And so I, I could see the sports leagues maybe reducing that fee down to maybe a quarter of a percent. But really what they're saying is, look, everybody's going to be making a lot of money or losing a lot of money, depending on whether you're winning or losing your bet, but there's going to be a lot of money spent on sports gambling, and the only way you could do it is if you had the league. So shouldn't we be entitled to something? Why, are, why is everybody making money off this, except the leagues. Uh, And look, some states may decide, yes, we'll do it. But we all know that they are going to get a lot of additional revenue, the leagues are, whether or not they get a .25% .25% or 1% integrity fee because this is just going to continue to increase fan engagement and fan interest and make it so that degenerates like you and everyone you listed that you said I'm smarter than will have an interest <laughs> in watching the ninth inning of a meaningless game in the middle of the season sure. because you can bet on whether the next pitch is going to be a ball or a strike.
0: Right. And let me a- answer your question. Why shouldn't the leagues get a piece of this? And I think Adam Silver just uh, like go- rips his eyeballs out when he hears Mark Cuban say this, but, he, Mark Cuban went out there and says teams' values will double as a result of this the law change, and uh, yeah, that seems to be enough for these guys. I don't know um, why are people watching the Red Zone channel in the NFL. You you could bet it's not. For AFC South, playoff implications in week four. They want, they want gambling. They want fantasy. They want to know about their players. They want to know who's going to win and cover the spread, which make, makes me wonder, like, how does someone like Roger Goodell save face here? He denounced gambling. He said there would never be a team in Las Vegas, and both happened. And he didn't make these statements 20 years ago. This was like five or six seasons back when, when he said this.
6: Yeah, this is just a couple years ago. He was on record saying that sports gambling would destroy sports. But look, they, leagues evolve, people evolve. They said 50 years ago that television would kill sports. They said free agency would kill sports. They said secondary ticket sales would kill sports. People change their minds. People get more information. People realize that, that values are changing. So they're very quickly pivoting and saying, okay, we have to honor the Supreme Court's ruling, but we still have to make sure we protect the integrity of the game. And again, that's a pretty easy thing to say. I don't think anyone's in Protecting the integrity of the game. It's just what means do you have to take to protect the integrity of the game? And the leagues forever thought they needed to ban gambling, sports gambling. Now that it's coming, they say, all right, let's use it to our advantage. Let's use it to better protect the game and monitor uh, strange movements in the the line. So I I think he can very easily save face. And again, like a lot of these commissioners do, they save face by bringing in an extra half billion or billion dollars of revenue. That's a pretty good way
0: to do it. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I'd like a personal apology on top of that. But I, I I don't think it's coming. <laughs> well from, that from be part of the integrity TV. fee. Yeah, it's your Sales
6: integrity. Right. Yeah. yeah. What about my it's, integrity? It's yeah. Priceless.
0: Uh yeah. you talk about the integrity of the game and uh I know it's 30 years removed, but can you tell your university to stop cheating with this gambling so that the process is a little smoother? I mean, Tulane is it's ironic that we have you on here, but uh what about college betting? Do you think once the numbers come out, is it is it gonna be impossible now for the NCAA to claim that they have no money to pay these players I mean I I alone lose enough money to pay the entire Big 12 I think in football
6: <laughs> well, well I- I would say that Tulane is clean. Uh, we've been clean for a very long time. But thank you for bringing up that incident. I, I appreciate that. That's, we, Tulane athletics doesn't get enough press, so right. know, any publicity is good, but we're good go. I guess. Yes. <laughs> um, look, the tension over what college athletes are are not paid, and and the fact that they're limited at their scholarship and the money that's in college sports, it's already at an obscene point. I mean, we we already know the billion dollar television deals. If you add a couple of hundred million on top of that, does it really? Change change anything. I'm not sure. The pressure's already there. This will add a little more pressure, but again, the NCAA is going to say that the college athletes are most at risk because they're the ones not making any money, so it's, they're vulnerable, and someone can offer them $50,000, and it's worth it because that's $50,000 more than they're getting paid, but and the answer to that is, this is going to make it safer. Now we can figure out if There is strange movement on the Ball State baseball game in the middle of the season, uh, whereas now that bet is underground and we'll never detect it. So this, this at least in theory, can help protect college athletes, college athletics. uh, But it does make that discrepancy, that disparity between how much money is made and how little the players are paid. It makes it even greater. Right. But that's you know there 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 are a lot of. Um, forces in, at work right now that could change that system. And we could have, in a matter of two years, legalized sports gambling and college athletes being paid to play.
0: That would be nice, that I think. Be, that would be nice. What is not nice, uh, it's not what's going on from my bookie back on Long Island. Is he going to be all right with all this? Does the league buy him out? Should they pay him severance, or is, uh, it's, is he just on his own now?
6: <laughs> I, I think he gets a watch, depending okay. on how long he's been <laughs> doing. It's it for
0: but, a while,
4: yeah. No, that's...
6: The only, the only losers in this probably are the bookies and the offshore betting accounts. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to think that a significant portion, not all of it, but a significant portion of those folks are going to go to legalized gambling. But that depends on how expensive it is and how restrictive it is. And if they don't offer you your favorite prop bet, then, yeah, you're still going to go to your bookie. That's true. And, st- and, and one of the benefits, I don't know how your bookie works, but I assume you don't pay him every time you make a bet. Right. right? If there's legalized sports gambling, you're going to have to, you know, as you go to Vegas, you have to put that money down every time. So there, there will still be some advantages, but, I, but if I were him, I might be looking for uh, a secondary source of income.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we'll, work on, uh, we'll work on filling out applications for him. No, I think you're right. The offshore accounts will be hurt harder than the, uh, the bookies themselves because of that very fact that you said, that you don't pay upfront when you bet with a bookie and people like that. I like that. There's right. some other people like that, too. But uh, no, but it would be nice to uh, legitimize this. Um, what are they paying you at Tulane? Can you quit that job and get back into fantasy game? You, can, you I'm telling you, you can make upwards of 6 or $7 an hour being in the league of leagues with us. Yeah. Yeah, I don't
6: remember losing 6 or $7 an hour, <laughs> but I, I can I, I can, I can check. I mean, really, what we need to do is just is modify those rules. So maybe if you write a, a Stern letter okay. to the, the president of Tulane, that may be enough.
0: Okay, not David Stern. Oh, just a Stern letter. I see what you're saying.
4: <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, do you have anything in the plug? I mean, ne- I, next time a, a Dallas Cowboy gets in trouble, we will uh, look forward to seeing you on NFL Network and every, everywhere else predicting their demise. <laughs> Did you buy Zeke a Christmas present, by the way? <laughs>
6: I, I, I did. Uh, I also, again, not that I participate in fantasy sports, but if I did, I, I also drafted him.
0: Oh, you would have um, drafted him. So, okay. Yeah. 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 I see. So but, it was a little, but, little self-serving, um, theoretically. Yeah.
6: Yeah, a little inside information. But was,
0: I uh, love it. Well, uh, but
6: no, you can follow me on Twitter at SportsLawGuy.com.
0: Thank you so much. And,
6: and then come to Tulane. It's not too late for you, Sal. You can still get a law degree.
0: I, I, by the way, I have a law degree. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bowl you over a little. I went to Toro Law School in New York and, uh, and graduated. And I do have a law, law degree. And now I, I, uh, I scream about um, getting bad beats on hockey games into a microphone for a living. <laughs> That's how I pay I it back. Over.
6: Well, you can get a, you can get a second degree. Okay,
0: I'll get I, don't a know second degree. I don't know that one's still good. It's there probably you go. Been a while. Maybe yeah. me and my ex-bookie will, uh, will go to law school for a second time. That'll be great. <laughs> Thank you, Gabe Feldman, uh, Tulane Law Professor. Thanks, G- give that Twitter ha- handle again, buddy. At SportsLawGuy. All right. Thanks again, buddy. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Sal. All right. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Shoot us an email at Odds at gmail.com. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta, Eddie Olchek and Gabe Feldman. I'm Sal saying so long. And happy handicapping. We're legal. All right, it's time to talk about Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight partners with awesome hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms, which means you get amazing deals. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps and a swipe to book. No long, endless list of a zillion hotel choices. Hotel Tonight only shows you the best deals at the best hotels. Perfect whether you're a planner or like to leave things to the very last minute. And with Hotel Tonight's HT Perks program, the more you book the better the deals get. So start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels and download the Hotel Tonight app now.